Yes, we indeed. are screaming up the charts at number twenty-four. We're in the top twenty-five, Shaz. How what? Was that? Stop yes. it! Go Malaysia! Stop it! And Love we're trying it. to work out what this is about. And so maybe now, because we've we've been talking about my self improvement, maybe now I, this is this is because oh, this of Coffee Gate that's that's led into the 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 competition that yes. Jonathan has dragged me into kicking and screaming. Mm. You didn't even say how 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 slim I'm looking, Mr. White, how um, positively, glowingly healthy. <laughs> Obviously, it's like tune in on tick, on, on not just the TikTok, you know, get on, on YouTube. Don't be listening to this just through your ears. You need to be seeing the transformation mm. of self-improvement that is happening to me as this show is it, progressing. It is quite amazing. You look a million dollars and fantastic. <laughs> look, I... Look, I I am really, really hoping that you get to maintain your office, although there is a part of me that is really looking forward to ringing up your school on the day that you're on the, the office manager's desk and I can just prank you all day. I can't. Perfect. That would be great. Wait. And as well as things are going for me, um, I, I, things are going very well for Jonathan. Yes. Uh, really, really, really well for Jonathan. He is... He is deeply committed to this cause and um, his body is responding um, amazingly. So he is in the lead right now and I'm really happy for him. I'm delighted for you. Jonathan? Jonathan? There's no bitterness or sarcasm uh, in that comment at all. No, I, I, am, I am totally just I'm delighted for you and, you know, it's – a nine-week term for us at last weigh-in. I should know the date. I don't know the date off by heart. I'll let you know next time we talk mm. what the date is. And, yeah, um, he's doing well. I, I'm doing well. He, he's doing amazingly. Mm. I'm happy with my progress, but it's uh, um, it's it's falling short of, of Jonathan's progress. But everybody wins. I feel like everyone in the school wins when our office manager is thriving and I mm. the principal is thriving and Jonathan on the front desk is full of life and like like just spelt he is just <laughs> spelt <laughs> he, great yeah. no that's that's what you want to do it's about so happy for him but uh, yeah, yeah. Com- competition is important too mm. and we want delighted to, uh... for you Jonathan now look yep. some people lose weights uh, in reverse order of exponential so they might drop a lot early and then it takes them a while to get to that next sort of goal. You hear that, Jonathan? Yeah. You listening? Yeah, Shaz is coming for you. Yeah. In fact, yeah, I yeah. really came for him on Administrator's Day. Uh, it was wonderful. We celebrated Administrator's Day like you wouldn't believe. And, <laughs> yes. and well, actually, probably you would believe because there was – they, they It was a – well, it, I didn't. I didn't. It, it was Friday, so it was just after weigh-in, so it was okay. But they, there was a massive cake that was brought in, but they had individualised cookies. So I'm not an administrator. I get celebrated on Principal's Day, not Administrator's Day. But Jonathan and Yvonne got celebrated on Administrator Day. So there was cakes for them. There was cookies, personalised cookies for them. They, um, we bought in lunch for them. 
they were just it, there was a, there was a lot of calories in our celebration of, of our that's, administrator's tomb. That's quite and clever. It, you can't it, refuse it, a personalised uh, cupcake, can you? You really you can't. Mm. And it's no shock that I won the next week. I was uh, <laughs> I was solidly the winner in the following week after that. But anyway, Principal's Day is not until I think maybe it's already passed. Or, anyway, it's not in this nine week period, so I'm he can't get me back. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes. But look, anyway. it's, it's a great cause. It's a great thing that you're doing and a little bit of competition on the way to help, um, you know, put the fire underneath you and spur you onto great things uh, is a good thing. So well Never hurt anyone. Exactly. My 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 liver is thriving. My my skin is thriving. I'm I, I am. I, and I'm feeling less angry than the last time we talked oh. um, because I was a little, uh, I, I wasn't embracing this for what it was and I was feeling like I was missing out on things but you get a couple more weeks in and actually I'm not I'm not missing any of the things that I I used to be craving so that's good I'm happy to I'm happy to enjoy a drink on a Friday Saturday or Sunday afternoon so I've got some uh, I've got I've got some specifics about that so what I know the weekend starts on Friday yes Yes. but if it starts at six o'clock on a Friday it ends at a six o'clock on a Sunday. Disagree. I know, I know, but I've, I've received a lot of feedback from this and particularly from my sister who's a personal trainer and right. she's she she didn't like our loose rules around what is the weekend. So I have received a lot of feedback and thanks, Joe, for clearing that up really clearly for me. So um, I think that's she, problematic because the weekend is more than just a 40-hour gap. The weekend's a state of mind. <laughs> and so the, the state of mind kicks in. You know, you get to the last period on Friday. The state of mind kicks in once you recognise the bell is about to go. Mm. Or if you've got a spare in the last period, then really the weekend starts a little bit before. Well, it, and- but it doesn't literally start a little bit before. So just uh, in case, for all of the teachers... <laughs> Listening in there, it's not okay to crack your first drink at two o'clock on a Friday just because you've got a spare and you're sitting in the staff room. It's not. I didn't say. Although kudos to you if if that's the way you roll. (laughs) I I didn't say that. What I said was the weekends are a state of mind. It is a state of mind, and I think that they begin as soon as you realise on a Friday that job done time for the weekend and that might happen at two it might happen at three you might have some stuff to do afterwards it might be four it might be five okay. but whenever it kicks in that's it but i maintain that it does not end until <laughs> sunday around about seven i'd imagine you've got to be home by seven i reckon okay all right Sunday sessions are fine but you've got to be home by let's say eight Home by <laughs> home by double digits. Home before it's a, double digits. It's a loose seven, <laughs> which loose apparently seven. is a ten. Now we're talking double digits. 10. ten. Joe, um, if you can just listen in, I'm sure I'm going to get feedback and I'll pass it on to Whitey. And um, hey, but yeah, it's all about your own state of mind. So happy for uh, <laughs> happy for those of you who are joining me on this journey, and happy for those of you who are not because. I've been there as well, and um, yes, yes, it, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's whatever you need at the time and when you need it. And so, yes, yeah, good stuff. So, good stuff. Let's Love talk, it. Let's follow up with, shall we? Do it. Let's do let's it. Do it. Question? All right. So, this week's question. Actually, there are a couple of um, couple of questions here. Okay. What was your mindset when you became a teacher, 
What is it now and how has it changed and why? There's a fair bit to process there. So what there- was your mindset when you became a teacher? What is it now and why, how has it changed and why do you think that is? That's a brilliant question and in a in a for me in a 20 plus year uh, career so far there has been a massive mind sh- mindset shift which has been great and and required but um it, but it has been profound so most definitely when i my mindset when i came into education was it was all about changing it was about changing lives so and it's still about changing lives but I felt like I was on my own with the changing lives. It was all up to me and I was there in front of those students and it was like it was like they didn't have parents or a support network beyond that. And probably at that stage it was because I, I felt it had to be all on me because calling parents was a really scary thing in my first couple of years of being a teacher. Mm. And so therefore, if I didn't want to connect with the parents, then it was, it was all about me and about my, it was my requirement to be able to change lives and to save those students and to save them through education. And my, my massive mind shift now has been that it takes a village to raise a child and it takes most certainly takes a village to educate a child. So nowadays I, I love the parent contact. It's not, it's so my job is to connect with the parents because it takes all of us to help this child and to help to, them to navigate. It absolutely requires the parent and the, and myself um, and the teacher to be on the same page, to be able to help to shepherd that child and to listen to the child about what they need and what their needs and wants are as well. Yes. So my, my massive mindset change is that probably it was, I used to think that I was um, I was Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds, and I was changing <laughs> the lives myself. And I had the I had dun 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 always just as a as a as a soundtrack in yeah. my the back of my head. And nowadays, it's it's about the um, pulling the village in and and making sure that child knows that they're not on their own and that we're all in this together and we're gonna yes. we're gonna push them forward regardless of what's happening in their life. Love it, love it. Yes. Really, what about you? Really good. So I'm gonna uh, let me put this to you. What has what was your mindset? So how many years have you been a teacher now? Uh, 2009. So 14, 15 years. 14, 15 years. Excellent. So what was your mindset when you became a teacher? What is it now? How has it changed and why? Yes. Okay. Look, um, yeah. So this, when I started out, I was very focused on what I was doing and I wanted everything to be perfect. I wanted to create, and at that stage, you know, people were using PowerPoints pretty regularly. It's 2009. And I wanted every PowerPoint to be perfect, everything perfectly worded, everything clear, every um uh, geography or, or English doesn't matter. If I was doing geography, I wanted the maps to be perfect with all bolts yeah. elements. If I was teaching English, I want no no spelling errors, obviously that sort of thing. And I was so focused on what I was doing that I realised that I wasn't really focused on what the students were doing. Yeah. And so over time, I realised that I was focusing too much on on me and what I was doing, and not enough on the students. And it's funny because having shifted my attention and my mindset to, okay, well, what is the student doing? 
I'm, it's now reflecting back on what I'm doing. So it's almost like I've come full circuit. We're doing quality teaching rounds at the moment uh, where we have um, colleagues coming to sit in on your class and, and you know, give you some feedback based on a, on a series of criteria. And it's all based on what the teacher is doing. And it was really interesting yeah. for me because I thought, okay, but it, it's, it's doing it in a way that, that is cognizant of the effect you're having on the student rather than me trying to create something that demonstrated, you know, my, my ability in this area or, you know, this is what you need to know. It's more about, okay, you focus on what you're doing, but it's more important what the students are doing, but you start that. Does that make mm. sense at all? Yeah, it does. So, so it started off being, I was so worried about getting things wrong that I was so focused on the detail of what I was doing. After a while, I realized, hang on, no, it's about what the students are doing. And that's when I started loosening up. And I, I mean, think you've, got, you've got to be responsive to that as opposed to yeah. you can have the perfect lesson, but that doesn't mean they're going to learn it no. or they understand it. Yes. So it's not about plowing through that. It's about yeah. actually checking for understanding. What do you actually know from this? And then where yes. do I have to go because of it? Yes. And the amount of hours I put in, hard hours, like really, obviously, you know, all uh, you know, young teachers do that, early mm-hmm. early career teachers do that. But it took me a while to realize, okay, I can loosen up a bit here. And as long as I achieve the goals, and this is where I stepped back and started looking at assessment and what we want the students to learn and work backwards. I've actually got a bit more time. And if someone says something that is interesting, yeah, okay, I might have a perfectly planned lesson, but let's, that's really interesting. The class is into it. This could be educational. Let's go there. Yeah. That sounds really cool. And we can always return to something else if it's important later. So I think the shift away from doing what I'm doing to thinking about what the student is doing and the way the student is perceiving it has been more important. So that's yeah, a long way of explaining um, what I think has changed your, in the way I your think Your mindset change has been. Mm. Yeah, I love it. It's from a teacher-centred to a student-centred approach. Yes. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's also a control, like the same thing as me, it's a control thing. I yeah. wanted I wanted to be able to do it all because I can control me. I can't control the outsides. But mm. actually you, you've got to be able to engage with um, with the outside. You've got to engage with the student to see what the what the deal is and yes. what do they know and not know and were they interested in or not, not interested in and how, where can we take that? Yes. And once you step Beautiful. back from that idea of it being perfect and you can yes. just roll with the punches and rely on your own talents, you know, rely on yeah. your ability to – talk to people and your knowledge of the subject or whatever. Yeah. Um, it makes it Which is hard. Too. Yeah. Hard, hard, hard in hard. the first, first couple of years because yes. you, you don't have as much trust in yourself and you don't mm-hmm. have enough you of don't. those, like those, it. those um, concrete moments when you can go, I, I can trust myself because I was able to, um, to navigate whatever the student students threw at me during that time. So it yes. is, it's a confident thing yep. as well. Beautiful. Excellent. So interested to hear our listeners, what are their reflections of when, so no matter the profession that you're in, what was your mindset when you became, uh, when you started in your profession? And so particularly teachers, what was your mindset when you started as a teacher and what is, what has changed now? Mm. And be proud of that. Like that's an evolution. That's, uh, that's growth. And, uh, and if you're working with any people younger than you or earlier in the the career than you, then share share that knowledge so that you can you can help them to speed up that um, that learning spike that happens in at the start of a career most definitely. Yep, all, all these spoiling upwards uh, questions have been great, but I 
particularly do like this one, having discussed it now. I really like it. Yeah, love it. thing to think about. Yes. All right. Um, so I've just picked up the wrong um, wrong piece of paper because that's what happens when you don't drink much anymore. Um, all right. <laughs> so I think I reckon it's time for Whitey's Weekly Wisecracks just so that you can, uh, you can entertain me, frankly. All so right, let's do it. Let's get it ready. It. All right. Whitey's Weekly Wisecracks. What do you got, Mr. White? Go for it. What do you got? All right. Okay. Uh, Picture this year eight class geography. Um, We are studying populations and Mm -hmm. different countries around the world and their populations. And we're doing a uh, country profile on the range of different countries. And one of those countries was uh, Switzerland. We had to talk about, let's have a look at the population profile and what are the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead? And they had to do uh, Switzerland's, um, yeah, one from each continent they had to do. Uh, and I, I chose them. One of them, the European one was Switzerland. And one of the students says, um, oh, Mr. White, I can't really find a, a something good about Switzerland and their population and, and, you know, about Switzerland. I said, well, their flag is a big plus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good. Yeah. I like cool. it. I like it. I like it. Very few students got it, despite the fact that they is... were looking at Switzerland <laughs> with their flag. Anyway, that's a, that's such a geography teacher. Um, I know. I know. Shout out That's to good. all the geog teachers out there. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, and um, I'm assuming you're okay with anybody using using your content. Oh, I feel like please. that's the first first bit of content that anybody could use. But um... <laughs> hang on, there's nothing new under the sun. I rip everything off. I don't think I've ever come up with anything original in my life. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> feel free. That's your geography teachers out there. Use it. Yep, uh, and we'd love to hear about you um, reusing. We're using yeah, that just, joke. Just if you're going to use my quotes, don't expect a big laugh from the, from the <laughs> students, um, but just have a chuckle yourself. And As he look, always says, you, you do find out. Sorry, what do I say? You always say it's actually not about them in that moment. It's about you and your entertainment at that stage. It is. It's all about yeah. you. And and look, if anyone comes along with the, for the ride with you, then you know who's getting an A plus. It's great. That's right. <laughs> he has also. They laughed at your has, gag. A plus. <laughs> he is also. Always stood by that. Um, he's never backed away from the fact that if those kids are laughing, but then it's sometimes it's it is um, quite high high brow humour, which means that they do understand yes, the extra why, bits and pieces. And this is why I should put every, on every rubric I write sense of humour. Yeah, the ability yeah. to Run. appreciate Mr. White's humour. <laughs> Run, run that one by your principal. All right. <laughs> I will. <laughs> or, or, your, or your national education body. I'm not sure. Um, before you whack that on the rubric. I'm, I'm yes. Anyway, anyway, it's time for a teaching tale, I think. All right. Let's All right. Do it. All right. Teaching tales. Dun, dun, dun. All right. I'm not going to tell secrets here. I am going to tell a secret. I'm not going to tell you who told me the secret. But 
it was one of our previous previous inspiring stories. So has shared this story. So even like the amazing people that we have interviewed and what they've done in their careers and it's not all smooth sailing is what you need to take from this. So picture this. You are a primary school teacher, so you have got a group of grade two students and they are about seven or eight years old and you have made the decision that you are going to take them on a an excursion. You're going to take a group of 25 students on an excursion with the appropriate staffing ratios, which is one teacher and two teacher aides for 25 grade two students. Mm-hmm. So... You head out to the museum, you catch a train, you put your 25 students on the train, you go to the museum, you have a reasonably good day, but you do have that one student who just is not following instructions. But it's okay (laughs) because you've managed your way through the day because you are great. You're doing a great job. You get those kids back on the train. They've had a great day at the museum. Lots to talk about when you get back. You're on the train. Remembering these kids are seven or eight years old. They're all on the train. And then the student who has been causing you difficulties all day is standing right near the door. And then just as the doors are closing, doors closing, please stand clear. The student is looking directly in your eyes and he steps backwards out of the train, back onto the platform and gives you a deep eye contact and a little wave. Just please stand clear. Oh, with eye contact. Deep eye contact. That's cold. That's cold. But it doesn't matter how cold it is because the reality is you have a seven-year-old unaccompanied on that train platform and you Mm. have 24 students and three adults Heading away from that student in that moment. Is it wrong that I want to know what train line this was on? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you. Wow. So obviously, our, our our teacher, well, what do you do? you freak out, Mr. White? That's what you do. You absolutely lose it for the two minutes it takes you to get to the next station, yes. and then you are getting off the station at that next station, and you are. So it turns out they went straight to the the where you buy your tickets at that station and said this is what's happened you need to call the previous station and you need to find this kid he's dressed like this he's wearing this uniform somebody needs to capture him immediately so that I can be back there and then uh that they immediately were able to find that student because it was only three to four minutes based off the next station and the quick thinking of that amazing educator and then uh within 15 minutes they were reunited together, which I can only imagine what that reuniting looked like. There would be like the emotions. (laughs) Does it though? (laughs) The joy, the relief, the fury about seeing this kid. And then, uh, yeah. Grade two. Wow. Grade two. Seven. Oh, that's, a, that's some serious moxie for a grade two, isn't it? I don't, I'm a senior school teacher. I don't know. But that, that seems like a bit, uh, no, is that is that normal for a grade two teacher to experience that sort of thing? What's normal, Mr. White? Yeah, What's point. normal? Yeah, good point. Good point. Exactly. So um, oh, I wow. always say, so once again, as a, as a secondary trained 
uh, educator. I just I want to just spend a moment. I want to salute my primary school, elementary school counterparts, and then yeah, yeah. even more so at those those people who are doing God's work in early childcare. Oh, oh my goodness, you are. You are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I don't know. I just can't even fathom what they go through on a day-to-day basis. Um, You know, weird things happen to young kids. (laughs) Not finding out with a six-year-old, three-year-old, and (laughs) soon-to-be two-year-old. But I don't know. Like early things happen. Like they always have blood noses. Their teeth Mm -hmm. are falling out. You know, they're getting off at state at train stations, waving as they do it. It's (laughs) oh, I don't know how. I don't know how. Um, you know, early childhood teachers and primary school teachers do it, but I, I agree with your sentiments. Shout out to you all. We see yeah. you're doing a hell of a job. Hell of Absolutely. a job. Yep. Um, and I don't think I could do that. In fact, I'm not. Phenomenal. Could. Absolutely mm. phenomenal. All right. Let's switch gears. And mm-hmm. um, we are going to hear from one of our beautiful teachers who have sent in a uh, a magical moment Beautiful. so uh i have seven button clicks to click here um three whiskeys deep so <laughs> <laughs> i was rounding down mr white um so let's just see let's see how i go let's do it bye Hi, I'm here to share a magic moment about teaching with you. So I had a student who I worked with when that student was in year nine. I was their year level coordinator. And then by the time they reached year 12, I was the deputy head of year 12. So I had quite a lot lot to do with this student. I was their maths teacher. I was their deputy head of year 12. We were involved in other extracurricular things at the school, um, in particular with our dance program at our school. And throughout that student's journey, both in year nine and year 12, we had a number of um, conversations regarding things like navigating friendships, um, mental health concerns of friends, workload, time management, you know, career path, family, lots of things that as a teacher, I guess it's a privilege to um, have that avenue of, you know, information and, you know, having students who are willing to treat you as that confidant and trusted person in their lives. Anyway, this particular student, uh, at the end of her year 12, she wrote a letter to me, which was a thank you and outlined um, the things that she was grateful for, I suppose. And and in the end, the impact that our interactions over all those years had had on her life. So the, the magic moment for me was realising that we actually can have a really profound impact on the lives of the young people that we work with and that it's not always about the content that we teach and allowing those conversations to happen sometimes even in the classroom um, is is probably more valuable in that moment than the content that you had planned for you know that particular pocket of time and what she said in particular that really stuck with me was that in seeing me interact with other female staff around me that I worked with, in particular in the dance program, 
she was really inspired by the way we interacted and the way we lifted each other up and respected each other and worked as a team and uh, celebrated each other's successes and happiness um, with great delight. And also that she had seen me also have moments of vulnerability, you know, whether that be for um, supporting a student through something difficult or experiencing a, a loss for a dance team and feeling the disappointment of that. And the other thing she commented on was that it had taught her that you can be both strong and sensitive at the same time mm. and that that was something she hadn't realised. Um, and she was really inspired to... I guess, aspire to, to find that inner strength yet not lose her sensitivity to the things happening around her. And that was a really humbling experience for me to read that letter and then have a conversation with her about it. A really magic moment. Oh, my Beautiful. goodness. Yes, yes, Beautiful. yes. Beautiful. That's oh, my amazing this... friend, Anne. She She's oh. brilliant. What a great story that is. There's so much to unpack there. There is. It just... That's a perfect example of how important. So the content that we teach is so important, and mm. the but and and the way we teach it is so important. But the way we interact with kids and the way we interact with each other mm. as educators is so important. They are watching, and they ha- they have this. They they all have their own experience at home regardless so so they 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 just do and it it's different for every one of them and the way that their their parents interact or their parent interacts and then their wider family interacts or their friendship group of their parents interacts so they're watching that constantly and trying to work out their their way of working in this world and us as educators they're spending so much time with us and they're mm. watching us they are watching and learning from us as to how we interact with people, our superiors and how they're interacting with their each other and how they're interacting with other, with them, them and how they're interacting with, how we're interacting with other students. They're watching mm. and it's so profound what they're seeing and how it's shaping what, what they will think and how they will act in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I love the message also that you don't have to be one thing. I mean, you, the, the whole idea yeah. is that you can be strong and sensitive at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's about knowing and learning, learning when each, when which approach will work or will have the best outcome. That takes a lot of learning. Yeah. Um, but it, the first step towards that is, is realizing that you do have gears and you do have choices in the way mm. you respond to a situation and you yep. don't have to simply be the the initial response that you have. You that can you step feel. back and think. Yeah, you, that's right, that you feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can modify that and you can respond in a way that you have you know, mental control over rather than simply yep. being a reactive. Responsive to however you're feeling in yeah. that moment. That's right. Yes. That's right. That's a very And as the lesson. adults, as the adults in the room – with a group of so in secondary school kids, so where, where I'm my previously to so I've worked in a number of number of schools that are prep to twelve, but my training has been with pubescent kids. So they're they're so responsive to the emotion that they're feeling in them in that moment. Mm. So I feel this, and so my reaction is going to be this, and it's so important for them to be able to see adults 
not just responding to the emotion that would be evoked in that particular situation that they that showing them that we will take five deep breaths and we will take a moment to actually think about that or actually say I'm going to come back to you tomorrow I don't need to tell you what's rolling through my head right now I'm gonna let me sit on that so important Um, but then sometimes important for those kids to see that emotion so it's it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's so complex what we do. And it's, so it's not, it's, it's got to be the right people who want to do this job and, and see it for what it is, which is an absolute profound experience to be able to have with kids and um, on their learning and on their learning journey. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not Mm. the kind of role where you're going to walk in perfect and have all the answers straight away. As we were talking about earlier with our mindset, you're going to learn as you go. Um, yep. And there are going to be times where your emotion does, you know, override what in the, um, you know, cooler heads would have suggested would be the best way to go about oh, it. Oh, Whitey, I, um, and <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember the student's name and I'm embarrassed that I don't, because I never knew the student's name who, who had this experience with me. And if you're out there and, you happen to be watching this podcast because if you're watching this podcast and you're seeing me on it and I look anything like I did back in my first year of teaching and you would be that, that this student that I'm about to tell you about would be looking right now going, this, this person was the worst human being that I've ever come across. Uh, so the first and only time I decided that yell, I, I tried out yelling. Uh-huh. I tried out, I, so I, I did not know this student. I was on playground duty. I was out on the far oval in my first year of teaching and I didn't know the student and they disappeared into the, um, into the, the, the trees and they, it was an out of bounds area. So in my disgraceful, no, 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 no. I need to be more, more, I need to be more forgiving of myself in my lack of experience I, I, I was, this is black and white. That student shouldn't be in the out of bounds area. What could be going on right there? I need to, I've, I need to, so I responded to my emotion and my emotion was, oh my, there is, there obviously is danger down there and high emotion. And for the first time ever in my teaching career, so I, I yelled, so I that called that kid back and, he, and, and bless him. He did come back. And then I just, I just gave him a spray. I yelled and I'm sure there was probably spit coming out of my mouth. It would have been like, it would have been ugly yell. And my voice, I know that my voice was cracking and it was, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. It was horrible for me. It was horrible for him. And what happened in that moment was he lost all respect for me. For a moment, I lost all respect for myself. And I knew that right now he's he he has no respect for me. He's not going to follow my instructions right now, because I've I have I have I have allowed the emotion in my body to just take control right now. And mm. um, so the student didn't follow my instruction. He came back to me, and then I screamed at him, and then he basically went and uh, didn't follow my instruction at all. And I've never yelled since then. So mm. I realized in that moment that 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 is that was totally ineffective. Absolutely, 
fundamentally ineffective. Yelling at a student, losing it like them right then. He, I didn't know his name. He had no respect for me prior to to me losing it. So I have I have sh- chosen to show emotion to students once I have a relationship with them, most certainly, and that's a that's a choice. But as the adult in the room or outside, just there in that moment, mm. I was the adult. That student was a child, and I just allowed emotion to just to to be what I led with, and I I had to have that learning to never do that ever again mm. because that was totally ineffective, totally that, so yeah, the wrong thing to do. Good lesson, good lesson. But um, I don't know if you you may comment that you think that he hates you or doesn't respect you now. I don't know. I don't. You don't know that. I don't know that. No, I don't know that. I understand your I, point. I, I hear your point about being the adult in there, and I know this is you know what you're thinking, but I don't want you projecting that on you. What you think he thinks or she thinks? This student cool. thinks. Yep. Yep. Um, but definitely, look, it's a learning experience, and yeah, yelling doesn't doesn't work. <laughs> yelling doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't yelling work. doesn't work, and and like it's a big emotion that leads to yelling, and there's teachers out there. I'm sure. I'm like. So we've all yelled. We've all yelled mm. before, but I, I, yep. I don't know that there'd be many teachers that would say. And so when I yell, everything that is the happens. most of that. Yep. Everything that I want to happen happens in that moment, yep. and then and and then everything after that that I want to happen happens in that moment. So, yeah. um, it it's it's something to think about. That is it the most effective way? And and I loved what is it? Anne's, Anne's has said. Anne's, yep. Anne's yep. has said in there about um, getting that feedback from a kid about the fact that they were watching watching what she was doing and yeah. and how profound that was for that student. Um, something I so I'm going to go into a teaching tip here, and it's not the teaching tip that we talked about um, that we would go over today. Dangerous. But there's there's a thing that I used to do when I back um, a million years ago when I was a year coordinator. So I don't know where I learned it because every, all of our teaching tips, we haven't come up with them ourselves, like we've said before, where we've learned them from other people and then this is a regifting mm. of of a, a teaching tip that we have learned from somebody else and, and we know that it has been really effective. Right. So as a teaching, as a year coordinator, when I always, at, um, when I had a, a group of grade 12s leave, I would... Uh, in their last week, I would create a big, um, a big, a like massive envelope for every single student in the school and all of the teachers in the school. And then I would give them time throughout their last week for them to reflect on the impact that people, the other students in their grade have had on them and what it, what it was that they've done that has helped them to think about something differently Love it. or confirm something. And then also all of the teachers and what have they done. So throughout the week, the last week of their time there, they're able to be given time to think and reflect and, and mm-hmm. put people, put things in people's envelopes. Uh, and then as they graduate, they're given all of the things that they're given to graduate with. And also all of these notes that teachers have written to them and their fellow students have written to them about oh, what's, great. what, how what have what have I learned from you and what have I what have I appreciated about you or liked oh, about so you? Good. It's so it, and it's it. it's been a beautiful moment and I've, I've, I've there's been a couple of years where I've been 
um, kind of removed from that a little bit. But at my my school, at Mastery Schools Australia, we're about to have our first lot of grade 12 students will graduate from yes. us at the end of this year. Yes. And what Anne has just said with the note that this student has written to them and how profound that has been for her as a teacher, I'm bringing that back in. So the grade 10s will have and the teachers will have an opportunity to to write teachers and assistant teachers and support workers and myself, I will have an opportunity to write what, um, how my life has changed because of that student being in my life. I love it. I absolutely yes. love it. Uh, it's a fantastic thing to celebrate and giving voice to that, um, you know, that quiet reflection that they might have in their own mind. It's, that's one thing, but to actually express that to the person. To name it. Name it. To name and yeah. fame, as you yeah. like to say, it's, that's brilliant. One, one of my um, teachers I'm very, very fortunate to work with who's an inspiration to me, She has she's a head of year level. And every week she has a um, you know year level meeting and she keeps a gratitude box outside her office. And it's you know, just a box with a pad and a pen. And you can write down whatever you want that you're thankful for. And it could be related to someone at the school, but it could be just in general. I'm thankful for, you know, crisp autumn mornings and beautiful sunshine. It could be, it could be yep. anything yep. that makes you feel good. Usually it is, you know, Susie, you know, lent me a pen for the test when I forgot it. You know, usually it's that sort of stuff. Um, and then, you know, stupid me walks past and I, you know, I'm thankful for some mark that some footballer took on the weekend or the fact that Geelong <laughs> won or something, something like that. But, yep. but even not even not being part of it because I'm not in that year level, but even just walking past that box, it makes me think about, yeah, that's cool. What am I, what would I write down? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's brilliant. That, that, that sort of stuff is amazing. And to be able to share it and give platform for that is gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gold. Yeah, it is. Love that it. reflection is super, super, super important. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Anne, for sharing that beautiful story. Oh, and God. yes, and your magical moment is going to make my school a better place at the end of this year. So thank you, thank yes, you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Brilliant. What a legend. So mm-hmm. um, on that, we uh, have we received any reviews lately uh, regarding our podcast, We do Mr. have White. reviews. We do have reviews. Talk me through it. Um, we've got this this nice one. This is, this is after the uh, the the Eddie Woo casts. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> the heading is Woo the Legend, and I completely agree. Just yep. listened to Eddie Woo interview. He is a legend, and his magical moment brought me to tears. Love this podcast. Heart emoji. There it is. Thanks, Helen. Fantastic. Absolutely. Um, how good was it? Was Eddie oh, Woo? It was he- amazing. Um, all my math got, department are just are just saying, "Oh, you got to talk to her. it's amazing, it's it's so amazing, and it's just." And fantastic. how nice for us to just be able to give him a bit of a platform, you know, a voice. Um, <laughs> I I know that he's just he's just contacted me, said, "Well, thank you, Shaz yes. and Whitey, so much for yeah. just." I just I love talking about math, and I never get a chance to talk about it on any other platform, yeah. and it's just what a privilege it's for nice. this. Yeah, this little absolutely. old little old podcast here just to be able to give Eddie Wu a voice. It's nice in... to be able to throw a bone every now and then. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, look, he's he's got a fantastic message. Uh, great, and, and it's it's nice to be able to amplify that voice because he has, <laughs> he has some great things to say. Um, it is, uh, oh. but no, seriously, um, it was it was great fun and. 
I got a text from my brother today, um, and he started listening to um, the YouTube <laughs> videos, and he sent me this one um, about I can't remember what it was about, but it was um, Eddie, Eddie up there teaching and doing his thing, and Mike goes, "This is great. Go, this is going to you know cost me the rest of the night." So he's going he's to sit there all night <laughs> learning maths. Um, love brilliant. it, brilliant, love so it. good, so good. But yes, you're right, Jazz. It is nice to give a you know fledgling, <laughs> uh, young, important <laughs> voice a bit of a leg up where we can. An Australian <laughs> of the year, just give him a platform <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to like just be able to well, to share share well, a story. Look, yeah. um, our, our ratings in Malaysia are things to uh, uh, you know aspire to. Eddie, hang Absolutely. in there, you get there. Absolutely. And hello once again to our friends in Malaysia and um, teachers and non-teachers. It's so wonderful to have you on board Absolutely. Um, on the show. Yes. All right, Mr. White, we have jibber-jabbered our way through far too long. It's been so a good one. anybody who anyone who is still with us at this stage of the podcast, <laughs> thank you. You are you are a true fan of the show. You are. Um, so I want to say, finish off with a uh, talking about amplifying because our good friend Cameron from Video Pro was talking mm. about that his uh, technology is all about amplifying the message and yes. they have, uh, as always, they are amplifying our messages here about how amazing teachers are and the difference that they're making in Brilliant. students' lives all around the world. All 80 million of you are absolute legends and mm. thank you for choosing teaching as a profession and keep keep it up uh at this time of the term in australia what's happening for you mr oh, white it's, it's it's tough you know approaching the end of term two is tough exams and reports and the weather in melbourne's not brilliant um and look i'm not going to beat around the bush this is probably the toughest time of the year to be a teacher but get around each other give each other a bit of a, a pep a pump up um Get ask your spiraling your upwards questions. Oh, yeah, give get, me your, yes, yeah, absolutely. Get, spiraling upward questions. Don't forget, ask ChatGPT to write your reports for you. <laughs> um, use the technology, it's there. That's right. Else. Absolutely. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that should have been a teaching tip. We should have led with that. <laughs> Just got, use ChatGPT. The kids are using it, so why, why, why aren't not? you? That's right. It's oh, gosh. If everyone's doing it. No, I'm backing away from this one. I'm going to finish on that note, Mr. White. All right. Good uh, idea. Good idea. Thank you. you. Thank you, Mrs. Aju. You look great. The competition's going really well. Keep it up. Thank you Very so much. Thank All right, everyone. everyone. Have a wonderful week. Keep, keep it going. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. See you, Mr. Thank White. you. See you, Mrs. Angel.